Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the Kansas City Chiefs Equipment Room, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jana, hopefully your helmets got to wherever you needed them to get on time last week. Um, mine didn't, but uh, that's okay. How are you? <laughs> I feel like I got here about the same, for the show about the same way the Kansas City Chiefs bag did. I feel like it showed up like last minute. But they, they made it work. Well, they won um, the game. I think game, there's some people so who might have lost their jobs. But, you'll carry yeah. the day here. I don't know. But, you know, we can always find out. But um, we've had we've had quite the wild week. A lot of injuries, unfortunately. A lot of uh, weird off-the-field stuff. Yeah, like Le'Veon Bell bowling. And the, the worst thing he had to say about it was he didn't, didn't like a score. And then you got Janoris Jenkins tweeting insults at fans during practice. Um, so because I, he's from the hood. It's, it's been wild. <laughs> yeah, oh, gosh. But we've so got an Meyer, the Cowboys show coach, for yeah. you. Uh, God, I wish. I got to say, um, obviously, not a great time to be a Cowboys fan, but they, Trademan did make a very good point on the broadcast on Thursday in that if you were to fire Jason Garrett, like, has anyone else on this coaching staff done a good enough job that they should be promoted to head coach? And, like, no. maybe not. <laughs> So maybe there is I, – I don't like to, like, really identify with Jerry Jones' train of thought, but maybe there's something to that. So uh, we're stuck with not well, the, the injured injury. You could fire somebody and then have an interim coach coaching your team in the playoffs because the rest of the division is so putrid. The NFC least has really lived up to billing this year. I there's mean, always one division a team that's just – there's always one division a year that is just – top to bottom pathetic and you wonder like the Broncos coach said they should revamp the playoff system and this year you know I remember a number of years ago I think Seattle got in with a seven and nine record into the playoffs and it's yeah and it was like the end of the world that was in the Matt Hasselbeck era Cowboys or the Eagles could do that this year it's just top to bottom just you know it's really awful and now I'm afraid my Giants are going to screw things up by beating either the Dolphins this weekend and or the Redskins next weekend and they'll mess up, you know, getting Chase Young, which would be a shame, but uh, the way their season is going. You got a real shot at at putting your team straight out of your 18-team strong top five picks. (laughs) Yeah, that that would be a shame, but it could happen. If they finish the year four and 12 or five and 11, I'm going to be distraught. It would be legitimately a disappointing season because you won too many games. Yes. Yes. Not only that, <laughs> or more importantly, because you gave up a chance to have, you know, a guy who could potentially be the best An actual game defensive changer. player the Giants have seen since, you know, Lawrence Taylor, Michael Strahan, you know, yeah. not too many uh, giant uh, Pro Bowl defensive guys in recent years. And, you know, when you have a shot at getting somebody that could be an impact player, I don't want to see them screw that up. But enough about the Giants. No. There are 31 other no. teams that are in better shape. Well, maybe 30 teams that are uh, other teams that are in better shape. So let's talk about some of them. Yes. Yeah, so we do have, as always, an action-packed show for you. It's playoff time, people. Hopefully, you are all still surviving and advancing. 
Um, all but one of my teams are still alive, which I'm pretty fired up about. That one was just, just a dog the whole way. But uh, we are going to give you all the tools to win this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Then please don't win. I really need this. Uh, we've got injuries, waiver wire pickups, uh, who to start, who to sit. We've got game predictions. We've got daily fantasy picks, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, and, you know, as mentioned, always fun off-the-field things as well. But we do have – obviously, we're coming to you um, – on Thursday night, thanks to my insane work schedule, but we'll be here until 9.30 p.m. Eastern time with you, and then we'll be back at our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, from from the point forward, we'll be back next week at our normal time, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, so keep hanging around with us. We'll guide you through victory in the playoffs. You can find us all over social media all week long. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show, at JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's who there. Uh, and I guess we should probably We're doing a show on Christmas just... night? We might. We can. Yeah. We may have to reschedule <laughs> that one, but we'll see. Okay. TBD. But uh, that's right. Christmas is really, like, right around the corner. But we will be here more than likely next week on Wednesday night. So we'll see how that goes. But we'll get through the always fun-filled injuries first because there are certainly some players you're going to have to pick up some creative uh, things on the waiver wire this week to fill some holes. Really good news, though, at least in my world, is it looks like Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen may finally be back on a football field this week. He is practicing on a limited basis. Obviously, he's missed the last few weeks with this ongoing hamstring problem. Um, as uh, the game tonight is essentially kicking off now, we're really not going to give you too much there just because they're already playing. They're in your lineup or they're not. Beyond that, uh, the Buccaneers are... If you're in a where you are... can adjust players after the start of the game, that, that would be something. Oh, God. Let me know because I'd like to be in that league. That's cool. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be so good. I'd win so many championships, but I digress. Uh, the Buccaneers are reportedly losing wide receiver Mike Evans for the rest of the season due to an Achilles injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. That is a huge blow. Uh, Chris Godwin is certainly going to see a little more in the way of defenders and a little more in the way of targets. So keep an eye on that. Quarterback Jameis Winston was limited to practice. They're calling uh, right thumb and knee injuries. So he's really collecting quite a mix there. Um, also turnover prone. I don't know if we can put him on the injury report from that, but we should. The plan is for Jameis Winston to play on Sunday. A final decision will be made later in the week, but it sounds like he's on track there. Uh, Ryan Griffin would be your backup there. He's been taking first-team snaps. Hopefully you are not in a position where you need to start Ryan Griffin in your fantasy league. If you are, you made it to the playoffs. More power to you. (laughs) On the Detroit side of the ball, uh, they put one of their big wide receivers, Marvin Jones, on injury reserve as well this week. Uh, They're dealing with a lot of defensive injuries, uh, particularly the linebackers and linemen. It is slim pickings out there. Quarterback Matt Stafford still not officially ruled out for this week, but he's not playing football. He's got multiple fractures in the back. He's also dealing with a hip injury, so he did not practice in case those of you were worried about him. Uh, Their punters also hurt. Things are really not going well there. And running back Bro Scarborough uh, was limited to practice with a rib injury. The Eagles are in a bad way. I don't know if you watched the game. I'm pretty sure Sherpa did. Um, they literally oh. were at a point where they almost had a 41-year-old Josh McCown playing wide receiver for them because that was the best option they had. After several guys getting carted off the field, 
Alshon Jeffrey has uh, officially been put on IR with a foot injury. Nelson Aguilar is dealing with a knee injury and uh, did not practice. It's it's looking like he's going to play. I don't know how effective he's going to be, but quite frankly, they don't have a lot of healthy wide receivers. In fact, they are now promoting guys off the practice squad because they literally don't have warm bodies. Uh, they promoted they someone Matthews you may have heard of, wide receiver Robert Davis, who is actually Thomas Davis, the linebacker's cousin. Uh, so that's always a nice little tidbit there, but literally three healthy wide receivers on the entire roster. And on top of that, uh, Lane Johnson, who is an offensive tackle and essentially runs that offense, is not practicing as well. Looks like he may miss this week with an ankle injury. Running back Jordan Howard's dealing with a shoulder injury. He was limited to practice. So things are rough in Philadelphia. If you're interested in playing wide receiver, they're probably accepting applications. On the Redskins side of the ball for what may be a, a very ugly game, uh, they're also dealing with some wide receiver injuries, but Paul Richardson Jr. was limited to practice with a hamstring injury. looks like he'll probably be okay. A lot of defensive guys and offensive linemen missing practice. Quarterback Dwayne Haskins was a full participant in practice. He's been dealing with an ankle injury. He was pretty limited during the game last week. I'd be worried about the fact that his offensive line is not very healthy, nor were they all that healthy to begin with. But uh, hopefully you're not in a position where Dwayne Haskins is what you're putting all your playoff hopes and dreams on. Out in uh, Chicago and Green Bay for a nice divisional matchup. A lot of a lot of Bears starters not practicing on Wednesday. Tight end Ben Brownwacker, uh, wide receiver Taylor Gabriel, both in practice, both in concussion protocol, both pretty questionable coming into this week. Um, on the Packers side of the ball, tight end Jimmy Graham didn't practice, pretty much never does on Wednesdays. They're calling it a wrist injury this week. Wide receiver Geronimo Allison's dealing with a knee injury and was limited. And Devontae Adams is on the injury report with that toe injury he's been dealing with for the last, like, eight weeks, um, but was full of participants. So that is a really good sign. Um, I don't know how anyone's ever going to get open there. They, the wide receivers are struggling to do that. But Devontae Adams is the healthiest of the bunch, so keep that in mind. The Patriots are dealing with a lot of issues, injuries included, potential filming issues included, Tom Brady maybe feeling his age included. So things are a little tough in New England. Uh, Julian Edelman did not practice. He's dealing with knee and shoulder injuries. He's going to play this week. Mohamed Sanu was also limited with that ankle injury he's been playing through. I see no reason why he wouldn't. Tom Brady's on the injury report with the right elbow injury. We've seen that the last few weeks. He's still going to play. He's a full participant in practice. Yeah, they are uh, probably not full participants in practice, would be my best guess. Also, we're noting that Nikhil Harry was also uh, on the injury report with a hip injury, but practiced fully. Yeah, that whole thing was really weird. Uh, I I get that Bill Belichick's really trying to distance himself from it, like, oh, they're not affiliated with us, they're independent contractors, but how do you just forget to tell one of the two teams that you've got camera crews there? Like, that seems like a huge oversight, does it not? Yeah. If you forget to tell the man, then you just happen to film their sideline signals for eight minutes. Yeah, like, oh, that just what a coincidence. And then when questioned about it, they're like, could we just delete it and everyone go home and forget about this? Like, that's not the way to look innocent. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, And in sadder news, the Bengals, Bill's football team, still not very good. Uh, A.J. Green, still not practicing, still probably not playing this week with that ankle injury. Has not played a game yet this season, so I I don't really see why at this point he would, but we'll see what happens. 
John Ross, their other wide receiver, came back off IR last week, uh, caught two passes, and he's limited with foot injuries. So hopefully, again, not someone you're trying to plug in uh, your lineup. Uh, It doesn't look great, but keep an eye on that. John Ross may end up on the field. They're calling him questionable for now. In Houston, the ever-present questionable designation for Will Fuller dealing with that hamstring injury. He was limited at practice. Overall, uh, the Texans are fairly healthy in the grand scheme of things for the fact that we're this far into the season. The Titans side of the ball, a little less healthy. Running back Derrick Henry is dealing with that hamstring injury and did not practice. Wide receiver Adam Humphreys missed practice as well with that ankle injury. Um, Worth noting, Derrick Henry did not practice last week. The rest of that hamstring was able to play, put up more than 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns. So I wouldn't worry about that this week. I would be a lot more worried about their secondary and the fact they're probably going to get torched because everybody's hurt. In Seattle, tight end Luke Wilson's dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, he was limited at practice, and their defense is also hurting in a pretty big way. It seems to be a theme around the league right now. In Carolina, tight end Greg Olson, finally back at practice. He was limited. Uh, he's working back from the concussion, still technically in that concussion protocol. So really touch and go whether or not he's going to play this week. Christian McCaffrey didn't practice on Wednesday. It was just a rest day. So they're not even putting him on the injury report now, which is nice. In Denver, tight end Noah Font was out with uh, what they're calling hip and foot injuries, so his whole leg not feeling great. Their defense also uh, down quite a few players. They were very limited practice, uh, so the Chiefs really could just feast on them this week. Uh, worth noting for Kansas City, though, running back Damian Williams is dealing with that rib injury. Was a practice, was limited, but he looks like he's on track to potentially play this week. In Miami, uh, they're dealing also with a wide receiver shortage, much like Philadelphia is. Uh, Alan Hearns did not practice. He's got ankle and knee injuries. Devontae Parker and Albert Wilson both were limited with concussions. They're looking like they're on track to play. Obviously, Devontae Parker is really the one you want out of the bunch there, um, but keep an eye on that. Your Giants dealing with a few injuries. There are reports that Daniel Jones is likely going to miss a few weeks this would be week number two he was limited he did practice he's dealing with that high ankle sprain Um, but all the indications right now is that Eli Manning is going to get the start this week they're not ready to decide just yet but it looks like Eli is probably back Um, as we mentioned Janoris Janoris Jenkins is not practicing and tweeting doing a lot of that (laughs) probably less now Um, also Limited of practice were both tight ends, Ray Ellison with a concussion and Evan Ingram with that foot injury, as well as wide receiver Golden Tate with his own foot injury. So the walking wounded in New York. In Jacksonville, wide receiver DJ Chark did not practice yesterday. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Keep an eye on that. Wide receiver D.D. Westbrook's dealing with a shoulder injury. He was limited at practice. He's a little healthier out of the two right now, but it looks like Chark probably is going to play, barring a setback. Tenen Sestavov is uh, dealing with an oblique injury. He was a full participant. They're saying he should be fine this week, so have at it. In Oakland, they're actually pretty healthy. So far, so good for them. Running back Josh Jacobs didn't practice uh, with a shoulder injury. This is becoming a a weekly thing on Wednesdays. Don't worry, he's still going to play this week. Former New York Giant Odell Beckham Jr., now Cleveland Brown wide receiver, uh, was limited to practice with a groin injury, as was fellow wide receiver Jarvis Landry with a hip injury. Uh, Interesting what's going on there, not just the fact that the Browns are 
you know, kind of regressing to being the Browns, but the fact that Baker Mayfield's coming out saying maybe this injury wasn't handled right, it's just just not a good good vibe coming out of that locker room right now. Uh, tight end David Njoku was also limited with a knee injury. Looks like they're all planning on playing this week, but keep an eye on it. And on the Cardinals side of things, Christian Kirk was limited with an ankle injury. He should be okay for this week as well. Um, in Minnesota, Vikings running back Alexander Madison mispracticed with an ankle injury. He's going to play on Sunday. And like I said, Adam Thielen is back at practice. It looks like he's going to be okay. Hopefully there are no setbacks. And the Chargers, I think, might be the healthiest team in the league. Right now their biggest concern is that wide receiver Mike Williams was limited to practice. He's dealing with a knee injury, but it looks like he'll probably be okay for this week. In Atlanta, running back Devontae Freeman did not practice with that knee injury. That was more of a rest thing. Julio Jones is a limited participant with a shoulder injury. He's going to play as well. Um, the 49ers defense is essentially not playing football right now. They're terribly injured, and I would love to be facing them if I were a quarterback this week. Um, but on the offensive side of things, they're pretty healthy. The Cowboys have been without Sean Lee and Leighton Vander Esch, uh, both their one and two linebackers. Uh, didn't practice again on Wednesday. Hard to say who's going to actually play this week, um, but keep an eye on that as well. And the Rams just had tight end Gerald Everett missing practice. He's still dealing with that knee injury. He ended up being kind of a late scratch last week. It looks like he was on track to play and then ended up not playing. So have a plan B if he's in your lineup. And uh, on on that note, not too much else going on. Andy Reid said that Patrick Mahomes does not have a broken hand. There were some reports earlier this week uh, that he did. The Redskins put running back Darius Geis on IR. He's out for the season with a knee injury. Seahawks running back Rashad Penny is out for the season with an ACL injury. Uh, they're still trying to figure out the exact severity of that, but it doesn't look good. And uh, that is it. I think we might all be on the injury report now after listening to that, but we've got some waiver wire picks to help you fill these holes because there are several of them. <laughs> well, while you were reading the injuries, I uh, watched the impeachment hearings and went out and bought a Peloton bike, thought better of it and returned it and now I'm back. <laughs> I'm so glad you lived the whole life. <laughs> I do. Tough, tough cramming everything in, but you got to do what you got to do. So yeah, yeah, you gotta make time for it. Wire, that's right. Um, in terms of waiver wire, there are actually quite a few interesting options. Maybe not ideal, but if you are dealing with injuries, if Rashad Penny was one of your uh, running backs, or you know if something else has come up where you're in need of uh, somebody to plug into your semifinal matchup this week, there are a few good options out there. Um, starting off with running backs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, not sure whether he's going to be able to go this week against Jacksonville, but whether it's Josh, uh, if he doesn't, then DeAndre Washington is likely to be their lead back again this week. He had a pretty decent effort mm-hmm. last week, and this week Jacksonville's uh, run defense doesn't scare anybody, so he would be no. uh, my priority pickup at running back. Uh, Chris Thompson with the uh, – Redskins facing the Eagles, Jonathan Williams against New Orleans, Naeem Hines also against New Orleans, and then uh, Tampa's Peyton Barber. uh, They have a really nice matchup against Detroit this weekend. So uh, probably the options are are slimmer at running back than at other positions, but uh, DeAndre Washington, pick him up if you have space, stash him, and if it turns out that uh, Josh Jacobs can't play and you have an opening still for the late games on Saturday on Sunday he's 
definitely someone I'd feel confident about starting this week. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can get on board with that. I've got no beef with your picks. Okay. Um, wide yeah. receiver, here's where it gets interesting. Uh, Danny, Danny Amendola has been kind of missing in action for a few weeks now, but this weekend uh, Detroit gets a really tasty home matchup against Tampa Bay. He's out there in a lot of leagues still. Zach Pascal for Indianapolis. The Monday night game against New Orleans. Brashard Parrott. Here's a couple names nobody else is likely to uh, recommend <laughs> to you in a semifinal week. But uh, Rashad Perriman and Justin Watson, both of Tampa Bay in the aforementioned matchup against Detroit. Neither of those teams can stop a passing game. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they're 450, 500 yards of uh, combined passing in that game. Marcus Johnson, another uh, Indianapolis receiver facing New Orleans. Cole Beasley has Pittsburgh. Josh Gordon has uh, Carolina. And James Washington also uh, has Buffalo this week. So those are some wide receivers that may be available in your league that, uh, you know, for yeah. the most part, have pretty nice matchups this weekend. I like Zach Pascal a lot, although I think I'm just partial to, to Indianapolis wide receivers. There is there is that possibility. <laughs> okay. Um, next up, we've got uh, quarterbacks. Not quite as many with uh, good matchups this week, but you'd be surprised. Uh, Jacoby Brissett still out there in a lot of uh, leagues and playing New Orleans Monday night. Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. has had an up-and-down season, but he's got the Giants and what passes for a defense um, for them. Mitchell Trubisky showing signs of life the last few weeks of traveling to Green Bay this week. You're uh, welcome, America. The, <laughs> yeah. Whoever starts this week for the Giants, whether it's Eli Manning more likely or Daniel Jones less likely going against Miami's defense is a nice matchup. Kyle Allen, Seattle's pass defense, not very good. Uh, Gardner Minshew, II going against Oakland. Uh, Derek Carr on the flip side going against Jacksonville. And then Sam Darnold uh, tonight, too late to pick him up. But uh, if you were really desperate, he's out there, too, in a lot of leagues. But uh, who do you like uh, most could among be, the quarterback options? He could be seeing ghosts right now. It's possible. Yeah. Um, uh, Gardner Minshew, II, I think is great, especially with how banged up that Oakland defense is. I'm, I'm, I, believe it or not, big Eli Manning fan this week, Mitchell Trubisky. I think there's some good stuff out there. Even Drew Locke I'd take a flyer on if I needed to. I'm um, not sure I'd like him against Kansas City's defense, but yeah, I I might I'm actually. Have to throw a lot. Since, yeah. Well, the question is, is he a lock for uh, the game or not? He probably is, but anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, I see what you did there. <laughs> tight ends. O.J. Howard with Tampa Bay has a really nice matchup against Detroit, and he seems to have uh, put a little distance between himself and Cameron Braid as the uh, Tampa go-to tight end the last couple weeks. Jonu Smith has a really nice matchup for Tennessee against Houston this week. Uh, Mike Gesicki has a nice matchup for the Dolphins against the Giants. Jimmy Graham against Chicago and Darren Fells against uh, Tennessee. Those are some of the tight ends that I would have my eye on this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm all in. I like being able to recommend Mike Gesicki. Big fan of that. My cat apparently approves too that he's on my lap purring as I make that recommendation. See, he's um, also a fan. We have really yeah. taken him on as our own. <laughs> so as far as defenses go, um, 
there's not it's pretty slim pickings, but if you really need one off the waiver wire, hopefully that's not the case. But if you need one off the waiver wire, just want to play matchups. Uh, Oakland's defense out there, they have Jacksonville this week. The Giants' defense against Miami, and on the flip side, Miami's defense uh, playing the Giants this week. Uh, those are all options that if you're really desperate for a defense, hopefully you have better options, but they're all out there. Yeah, they're out there. <laughs> not not a lot to get excited about, but hey, they're going to play football and hopefully score you some points. Yes. So speaking of like, uh, scoring some points, shall we get to our uh, position recommendations? Yeah, let's get crazy. Okay. Uh, do you want to start at uh, off with the running backs, or do you want me to go first so you can ridicule my picks? No, I'll I'll let you ridicule mine first. I'll I'll take the, okay. I'll fall on the sword the first time. Top of my list, pretty much every week. Again this week, Christian McCaffrey. Um, even against a, a tougher matchup, still all in on him. Uh, at number two, I've got Dalvin Cook, followed by Derrick Henry, Chris Carson, uh, Saquon Barkley, rounding out my top five. Uh, Leonard Fournette at six, Ezekiel Elliott at seven, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs, of course, barring him getting on the field, but not getting on the field. But as long as he plays, I'm good with starting him. Okay, we actually agree on six of ten. That's pretty good. Ooh, I've got Alvin Kamara at the top of my list. Saquon Barkley, which pains me because if they win, I'll be upset at two on my list. Derek Henry at three, Aaron Jones four, Todd Gurley five, Chris Carson six, Josh Jacobs or DeAndre Washington, whichever one starts at seven, Kenyon Drake eight, Mark Ingram nine, Dalvin Cook ten, and then a whole slew of um, honorable mentions this week. Raheem Mostart, mm-hmm. uh, Sony Michelle, Miles Sanders, James Conner, if he's healthy enough to uh, take the reins back for the Steelers running game this week, and Ronald Jones, I.I., rounding out my honorable mentions. Aye, aye. <laughs> okay, aye, so let's see, let's see what the, the avoid list looks like. <laughs> okay. It is it is the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh I have I have Philip Lindsay at the top of my avoid list, as I alluded to before. I think Kansas City is probably gonna score a lot of points and uh Denver's gonna have to throw the ball an awful lot and I think they're gonna get away from the run game. So he's at the top of my avoid list, followed by Tarek Cohen, Jamal Williams, Ronald Jones, II. Damian Williams, Carlos Hyde, Jordan Howard, Matt Breida, Chris Thompson, and J.D. McKissick. I don't have any IIs on my avoid list, but I do have Le'Veon well, Bell, Devonta Freeman, <laughs> Joe Mixon, Adrian Peterson, He's, and Chris Thompson. But with Thompson. his bowling and the flu, you don't think he can bounce back? <laughs> uh, no, I do not, and apparently the scoreboard doesn't. Actually, he has five rushes for 31 yards so far, so he is showing okay. some line, signs of life, but... Uh, you know, I don't know. Not on the recommended list for the show for this week. All right. Didn't make the cut. All right. Um, I'll <laughs> kick things off with wide receivers. Uh, got a long list. Uh, just spoiler alert, I don't think there's going to be too many players to avoid this week just because I think there's going to be a lot of offense in a lot of these matchups. But I have Michael mm-hmm. Thomas at the top of my recommended wide receivers this week. Julian Edelman, two. Chris Godwin, three. Devontae Adams, four. Darius Slayton, five. A.J. Brown, six. Tyrell Williams, seven. Tyler Lockett, eight. Tyreek Hill, nine. So, tie, tie, tie. And then Emmanuel Sanders uh, rounding out my top ten. And uh, honorable mentions, Robert Woods, 
Larry Fitzgerald, Stefan Diggs, Willie Sneed, Miles Boykin, and Cooper Cup. Oh, okay. Okay. We've got a nice honorable mention list this week. Uh, we've got some overlap for sure. I've got Michael Thomas at the top of my list as well. Uh, Chris Godwin at two, DeAndre Hopkins at three, so pretty close there. Uh, I have Tyree Kill, Julian Edelman, DJ Moore, uh, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Allen Robinson, and Amari Cooper. Allen Robinson, II, excuse me, and Amari Cooper. <laughs> okay. As long as Adam Thielen t- gets on a football field, he's very much an honorable mention for me, but I'm terrified of of him just playing three plays and going out again. But clearly, I haven't gotten over this oh. yet. I will eventually. You could... You could uh, start him and uh, David Johnson then if that happens. Um, my avoid list this week consists of Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder, Auden Tate, John Ross, Terry McLaurin, and Julio Jones. Okay. All right. Um, I have Odell Beckham Jr. at the top of my list. I, I just don't like it this week. Uh, I think that Jarvis Landry is a much better Apparently play. Cleveland's on his well, avoid list. Yeah, it, it sure season. seems to be. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I also have Will Fuller, Dee Westbrook, Anthony Miller, Mike Williams of the Chargers. B. Yes, Will Fuller V. Randall Cobb, Marquise Hollywood Brown, Juju Smith Schuster, Marcus Johnson, and Larry Fitzgerald's on my wait list. Oh, guess we see that game yeah. a little differently. Uh, how about uh, I just think, I see Christian like? Kirk a little differently. I think. Uh, quarterback, I've got Lamar Jackson at the top of my list. Uh, it doesn't matter if he's a little banged up or not. I think it's a juicy matchup. Uh, at two, I've got Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson rounding out my top three there. Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes coming in at close four and five. Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, and as much as it pains me to do this, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I, I think you're smart about Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I've got Jameis yeah. Winston yeah. at the top of my list. Lamar Jackson Ooh. second, Russell Wilson third, Aaron Rodgers fourth, Kyler Murray fifth, Drew Brees sixth, Jimmy Garoppolo seven, Jared Goff eight, Ryan, Tillahi- Ryan Tannehill Ooh. nine, and Tom Brady. Some guy named Tom Brady at ten. Uh, honorable mentions: David Blau, Patrick Mahomes, Carson Wentz, the Daniel Jones, Eli Manning starter, Derek Carr, and Baker Mayfield. Okay. All right. We got a lot of honorable mentions there this week. Um, yeah. I have one Tom Brady on my voice list a lot this of offense week. this week. This is true. Uh, I, even though they're playing the Bengals, I don't want to start Tom Brady. I also don't want to start Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, Flash Eli Manning, whichever it is, Gardner Minshew, II, Andy Dalton, Dwayne Haskins. Staying away. Okay. Um, my quarterback avoid list consists of Sam Darnold, Matt Ryan, Andy Dalton, and Dwayne Haskins, so it's rather short. Short and sweet. Got the condensed version. Because I have all the honorable mentions and no purgatory, apparently. It's it's a deep honorable mention list. <laughs> the deep purgatory list. <laughs> oh, right. I guess I'll start with tight ends. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I've got George Salvation Army Kittle at the top of my list. Oh, you remember? Oh, I'm flattered. Yes, yes, yes. It is. It is the season. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, slash Dallas Goddard. Either one, I'm fine with. Austin Hooper, Hunter Henry, Wait, Darren did you Waller, just do a Mark combo? Andrews. 
I did. I did a combo. I did. Oh, I, wow. I remember George Salvation Army Kittle. Kittle. I got a combo. It's like an homage to the Sherpa right here. Oh. Um. <laughs> also got Mark Andrews, Jared Cook, Jack Doyle, and OJ Howard running on my top ten. Okay, I've got Mark Andrews at the top of my list. Travis Kelsey, George Salvation Army Kittle, Zach Ertz, <laughs> OJ Howard, Johnu Smith. Jimmy Graham, Darren Waller, Jacob Hollister, and Ben Watson rounding out my top ten. An honorable mention to Caden Smith, assuming that Evan Ingram is uh, not playing. <laughs> uh, I, unfortunately, have our, our friend of the Caden show, Mike Gusecki. I am, a little bit. No, okay. <laughs> I've got our friend of Mike Gusecki at the top of my avoid list. I like him. I just oh. don't necessarily love the matchup here. I know. Did I know. I didn't purgatory? want to do it. Did oh. you make purgatory? Uh, Jacob Hollister, Noah Font, David Njoku, Tyler Higby, Jason Witten, Gerald Everett, uh, and Ben Watson, all on my avoid list. Okay. I only have three guys on my avoid list. Uh, Tyler Eifert, <laughs> you Austin just, Hooper, You were just giving uh, everybody a pass this week. <laughs> Literally, much, you literally think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> all the tight ends are getting a pass, so to speak. Um, Tyler Eifert, <laughs> Austin Hooper, and uh, I just have to do this. Jeremy Sprinkler on my avoid list. Oh, greatest name. Greatest name. Sprinkle. Yeah, watch him so end up uh, tumbling and giving the Giants a victory and costing them a high draft pick next week. And the, would, and he, then all, uh, would he then rank higher than Josh Allen on players you actually don't enjoy? Like, would he surpass Josh, Josh Allen? Josh Allen is growing on me. I, I'm neutral on Josh Allen It only Allen took now. two I'm years. Still res- I'm <laughs> resentful that he's, his jersey is in our family, family photo, photo <laughs> in the background of a family photo still. But as a player, I, I think uh, he's pretty cool. So he's, he's growing on me. I, I still don't think he's going to be a elite quarterback or a top 10, but I, I could see him being more than serviceable, you know, average to slightly above average and having a, a pretty that. decent uh, career in Buffalo. It there. is a holiday miracle. You've become neutral on Josh Allen. I've become, I never thought I'd see yeah. the day. No. If I, if I ever I, become I, that way, I'm not Jimmy Garoppolo will really have been turned as a Josh show. Allen jerseys for Christmas this year. <laughs> oh, I should have sent you one. <laughs> Hey, still have some time, but I, I might just uh, I return time. it. <laughs> return to sender. Pocket the cash. So and tell me. Buy myself a Chase We're... Young jersey. Oh, there you go. You could do that. How mad would you be if I then sent you a Chase Young jersey if he's playing for another team? Well, it depends what team it is. If it's the Cowboys, yeah, I'd be pretty <laughs> mad. Oh, I'd be so happy uh, if you ended up a Cowboy. Well, actually, if it's any oh, other team, yeah, I'd be, be pretty mad. Especially if it's the Redskins or the Dolphins. <laughs> I guess in theory the Bengals could pick him and just say, "Oh, we're fine with Andy Dalton," but I don't really see that happening. Or some other move. team could Although trade up frankly, to one the and give away the whole draft. But I don't. Question. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Joe Burrow's got to be the number one pick for the Bengals. I can't, unless some other team just blows the Bengals away with an offer. I just can't see them trading out of that. You know they. It seems like just the right player for what they need. I, mm-hmm. I don't see how they can pass on him, which means that whoever no, is picking either. it to gets Chase Young. You know what? Here's what's going to happen. 
the Giants are going to win the next two weeks, and then they're going to have mm-hmm. to, you know, trade like their whole draft to move up one or two picks in the order to just to be able to take Chase Young. That's what's going to happen. That would be a very Giants thing to do. It would be. It really would be. I could see that happening, and it makes me sad for you. All right. Well. I mean, we uh, almost picked Johnny Manziel, so like, could be worse. Yeah, I'm surprised true. Johnny Manziel has not shown up on the Cowboys roster yet. Quite frankly, it's, there's still time. Squad. Well, he could he be the player the coach, coach next year. Yeah, there you go. Player coach. There you go. We're going to bring it back. Oh God! To throw an interception and then start calling the defensive signals while he's jogging off the field with his head down. <laughs> Do you think he could wear a headset under his helmet? You think he could rig that somehow? God, that'd be great. That would if there's be one awesome. person I wouldn't a... want as my player coach, it'd be Johnny Manziel, I think. Terrible. Well, it certainly <laughs> makes the post-game press conferences a lot more interesting. Oh, it would be. He could be tweeting from the, the huddle, let alone, you know, from the Oh, yeah. The locker yeah, room. like Apple Watch on, tweeting on the field. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. It would be, if anyone would do it, though, it would be the Cowboys. You could be FaceTiming people during the game or you know, doing like a Facebook Live or like something live. or yeah. Yeah. Instagramming. You can, you can buy, take, pay 40 bucks for a cameo video from him or something. <laughs> periscoping during the game. Oh All right. Um, moving on, what's the defenses for this week? Um, I like Baltimore, um, New England, uh Philadelphia, San Francisco, Giants, Kansas City, Green Bay, Oakland, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and New Orleans would be my top ten. Okay, look at you. Uh, I also have Baltimore at the top of my list. Uh, New England, Pittsburgh. I'm an actuary. (laughs) I can't count. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's okay. Uh, I've I've got the Ravens. I've got the Patriots, the Steelers, 49ers. The Bills, the Eagles, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Packers, and the Buccaneers. All right. My avoid list consists of the Bungles, the Jets, Houston, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Washington, Chicago, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Atlanta, Dallas, and last and least, Indianapolis. Ooh, okay. Um, I did not go full 10. I only went seven. I got a lot of purgatory. Um, I did 13, so on average we did 10. There you go. We're perfect. Look at us. Uh, also, top of my list, the Bengals slash Bungles, uh, the Jinjin and the Disciples, uh, the Titans, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Cardinals, Bears, Rams, and Lions. There's going to be a lot of points scored this week, I feel like. It's going to be tough for defenses. So, shall uh, we talk about points being scored? Yeah, let's talk about that. Um First up, we've got the Thursday night game, uh, currently 13-7 to in favor of the Ravenous ones. But uh, I predicted the uh, final score for this game, which is not close. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson, the injury concerns, I'm not buying them. My only concern, if you're starting him in a league, is that somehow the Ravens' ground game does more damage than their passing game and that they get out ahead so much uh, so early that he only plays two and a half or three quarters. But anyway, right now it's not looking like that's going to happen. So I'm going to go and uh, project a final score here, uh, Baltimore 37, Jets 14. Okay. 
Um, I also picking the Ravens to win this game. I've got them winning thirty to fourteen. Um, so the the Jets are halfway there. So this, there's a chance they'll score more than that. I don't think it's a good one, but I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot because uh, the, the Ravens are really going to control the start to finish. The Jets are just not in the same as you like to use tier as the Ravens, uh, especially at home in prime time. It's going to be uh, a lot of Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram here. Mark Ingram, I I. <laughs> Okay, next up we've got uh, the Giants hosting Miami in the first of the early Sunday games. And just because I'm cynical and mad at the football gods uh, for what's happened to the Giants the last few years, I'm picking them to win this game in a rout. I'm saying uh, the Eli's uh, over the Ryans, uh, 37 to 24 here, is uh, um, Ooh, Wild and Darius Slayton. As a big day, and Chase Young. I gotta say, I was I reach. was pleasantly surprised by Eli Manning and Darius Slayton seeming to have more chemistry than I thought they were going to. I was very worried he'd fall off the face of the earth without Danny Dimes, but he showed up. I was excited about that. Makes me wonder if they might uh, actually uh, include him next year, you know, just if he's going to be an integral part of the offense, or whether he's just you know somebody's got to catch passes and he's out there because you know. The rest of their receivers are either hurt or not very good. I don't know. The jury's yeah. still out on him, but so far he's one of the few bright spots like for them this season. Yeah, yeah. He's helped some of my fantasy team, so I'm on board. Uh, I'm also picking your Giants to win, but in a bit of a barn burner, I've got him winning 28-24. I think this will be a competitive game, maybe not the prettiest played game ever. Um not exactly a defensive stand on either side of the ball, but I think Eli Manning plays. I think he plays well and gets himself back to uh, 500 for his career. Um, <laughs> maybe this week Mike Gesicki will get to catch the game-winning touchdown pass in overtime like uh, Zach, uh, like yeah. Zach Hurts did Zach last Hurts week did. against the Giants. Yeah. That was so, a ridiculous game. Just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um Next up, we've got Houston at Tennessee. Uh, Houston, I was touting them as a potential Super Bowl contender uh, last week. Uh, after last week's game, I'm not so sure about that. But um, you know, they made Drew Locke look like you know, Aaron Rodgers. But or Mitchell Trubisky. Their offense will rebound, <laughs> but I'm not sure their defense will. Ryan Tannehill's look good. When in doubt, pick the home team. So I'm going to go with Tennessee to win the close uh, shootout here. I'll go Tennessee 30, Houston 27. It's not going to shock you here that I'm picking Tennessee to win this game. Uh, like you said, I we've we've had some issues this Houston throughout the season. I, I just that offensive line scares the hell out of me, and I, I can't believe Deshaun Watson's still alive. Uh, but I think that he's going to have some real problems with Tennessee. I've got the Titans winning 31-23, and I think that Ryan Tannehill uh, is and um, Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry and the the whole bunch, it's just going to be a real good game offensively for the Titans. So what's your final score again? 31-23. 31-23. Okay. Um, next up, we've got... Uh, New England at Cincinnati. I think the less said about this game, the better. You know, Agreed. I've, Agreed. The, the fact that the Bengals, you know, that the Patriots would apparently feel the need to 
tape the Bengals signals is beyond laughable. That's Honestly, why. of all of all the teams, that's the absolute last one you need to do that with. Yeah, you know what they're literally the last yeah. one. Yeah, their offense consists of sending their punter on the field every fourth play, so that's about all yeah. you need to know it's about like the Bengals offense. No. So Jeez. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I don't get it. But anyway, no. um I'm I'm going with going to surprise you here. I'm going with the Patriots to win this in a blowout. What? I'm saying uh, Julian Edelman, Sony Michelle, Tom Brady, everybody has a big week in the final score of New England 41, Cincinnati 17. I have New England winning. I don't have it as much of a blowout, though. I've got New England winning 27-13. I think that it's a closer game. I think New England has has seen its mortality a little bit, and they're going to win, but not in the way maybe they should. Oh, I, I think if you buy the whole thing about they're going to be angry or feel like they've got to prove something and then take it out on a weak opponent, then that's why I'm going with a much higher offensive output, I think. Yeah. We shall see. I don't think either of us are going to be watching this game. We will watch highlights of this game. There are other games we'll be watching. <laughs> yeah, I think the two that interest me the most this week are Tampa Bay, Detroit, not from a mm-hmm. playoff standpoint, but just because I think that could be really competitive. Um, I think so too. Some others, the Arizona-Cleveland game sounds really interesting, and the, mm-hmm. the Rams-Dallas game, those, and the New Orleans-Indianapolis game, I would say those sound the most interesting to me, but you know, like I said, I think, I think the, there's going to be a Pittsburgh lot of offense. Buffalo might be good too. Yeah. Yeah, that should be a good one. So, all right, um, next up, uh, we've got a game which I think will be pretty high-scoring and interesting, too. Two cats are trying to be uh, as faster around the house. But uh, anyway, oh, Seattle, geez. speaking of cats, uh, <laughs> Seattle and Carolina, um, I think the Panthers, <laughs> even though they're cats, I think the birds will fly faster than the cats will run. So uh, Russell Wilson, so. Chris Carson, I think, have a big game. Tyler Lockett, big game. Uh, um Jacob Hollister, big game, uh, metal offset the damage that Christian McCaffrey will do. I'll go with the final score here of Seattle 30, Carolina 27. Okay. I actually think Seattle's going to dominate this even more. I've got them winning 30 to 17. Uh, Christian McCaffrey really is the one bright spot on this Panthers team. And Seattle defense is very good. Uh, Kyle Allen, I, I think for a daily fantasy perspective I think Carolina has some some real value just because they are going to be playing from behind a lot but I think this is Seattle's game the whole way they give up a lot of yards pass defense wise I think they're one of the bottom five or six you know pass defenses they, they did spend the first half game, of but... the first half of the season being just god awful at giving up pass yards so it has gotten better I have I've really really gone all in on Seattle over the last few weeks Came out of nowhere. Well, Jared Goff made them look pretty. Uh, I don't sure know. Sure did. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll see. But I don't think Carolina hangs as much as you do. Well, we'll see. Um, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I almost well, picked up Kyle Allen for one league this week and then thought better of it and decided to stick with Lamar Jackson in that league. And so far, that's looking yeah. like the right call. But uh, we'll see. I'm thinking so. All right. So. Next up, we've got uh, Tampa Bay at Detroit. Um, this is, I think, going to be 
probably the highest offensive output of the day. Neither one of these defenses can stop anybody, especially on the pass game. But I think Jameis Winston is, at this point in his career, slightly better quarterback than David Blau. So I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay 37, Detroit 31. Tampa's going to miss, obviously, uh, um, Mike Evans. But I think Chris Godwin and you know, – some of the other wide okay, receivers, Howard's Rashad Perriman, nice Justin Witt, Watson will uh, uh, pick up the slack, and uh, I think uh, Tampa Bay wins this 37-31. Okay. Um, I'm actually taking Detroit to win this game. I'm taking Detroit to win 33-27. I'm a little, little concerned about the Mike Evans thing because now Chris Godwin is going to have – all of the defense looking at him, but as we mentioned, most of the line defenders are not even practicing. So who's going to make it onto the field? I don't know, but they weren't that great to begin with. So I think there's going to be a lot of offense here. I think the real issue is Jameis Winston turns the ball over too much, uh, and I think that's going to be their killer. I've got Detroit winning 33-27. Okay, next up we've got uh, Kansas City hosting Denver. Denver, as we mentioned earlier, Drew Locke, fantastic uh, Debut last week. I think the magic will wear off this week. Uh, Kansas City defense, I, I don't know if it's maybe it's a function of the Patriots' uh, offense being that lame at this point, but right now they're looking like they have a pretty good defense to go along with a you know, fire you know, powered offense. But of course, Patrick Mahomes has to be healthy for them come playoff time. But anyway, they've already mm-hmm. clinched the AFC West. I don't think there's much uh, you know, left for them to you know, prove. Obviously, they want home field if they can get it, and they're in the race with Baltimore for that. But uh, um, I'll go with Kansas City to win this year just because they have something to play for still. I'll say Kansas City 27, uh, Denver 24, largely on the on the uh, facts of uh, Kansas City's passing game. Here you go. Uh, I, I'm with you there. I think Kansas City is their their passing offense is going to do some real damage here. I've got them winning 30 to 21. Um, I think Denver and Drew Lock are still going to look good, but it, they are not on the same level as this Chiefs team right now. They're just not. Most people aren't. Um, but the, the hand injury does concern me a little bit. I'm interested to see how how he plays this week and how he looks. So we'll see. But I think I think pretty much cross board, everyone's going to be picking Kansas City to win this game. Okay, um, next up we've got Philadelphia at Washington. Philadelphia managed to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat Monday night against my Giants, which made a lot of With people here in Philadelphia no happy and made me happy. But, yeah, yeah no wide receivers, you love a good Giants you mentioned. Right they, now. Had, <laughs> they had three tight ends on the field at the end of the game there. But, uh, anyway, hopefully yeah. the Eagles will sign or find some uh, – healthy wide receiver somewhere this week. Even if they don't, I think you know, Dallas got it, steps up and has a big game, and I just think they should uh, win this pretty easily against Washington, which will make me sad because that will mean that you know the Giants will have something to play for uh, next week. But anyway, I'll go, to, uh, go with Philadelphia 30 and Washington 17 in this. And uh, Boston Scott was actually uh, looking pretty good in the – Darren Sproles' role for the Eagles on Monday night. But I still think Miles mm-hmm. Sanders is the running back you want to be starting this week if you have to pick one. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I, however, am picking the Redskins to win this game. I think that oh, I despite the right. fact that 
<laughs> despite the fact that their offensive line looks like Swiss cheese, their defense looks a little confused on the field, and Dwayne Haskins is literally running for his life, they actually are in a better state than the Eagles are right now. I'm I'm very concerned about Lane Johnson not playing in this game potentially. Um, not having wide receivers really isn't as big of an issue as you might think because Carson Wentz doesn't actually throw to them anyway. Um, and when he does, they generally drop the ball. So you maybe aren't missing out that much there. It'd be good to have a warm body to put on the field to actually like line up in correct plays. But maybe Josh McCown can go out. I'm not opposed to seeing that man catch some more footballs. He's done it before. Uh, he's done it successfully three or four times. Uh, I'd be interested in seeing it again. But I think the Redskins will pull one out. Quasi upset here at home, 21-17. That would make my day. If if the Redskins win and the Giants lose on Sunday, then yeah, well they'll still have You'd to worry about Miami, Detroit, and Arizona. But uh, I have uh, Arizona at least winning on Sunday, so maybe the Giants will get some breathing room and it won't come down to the Washington game. There you go. That would be something. Right. Playing for all the marbles, be, so to speak. Yeah. All the Chase Youngs. Air quotes. <laughs> all right. Next up, we have uh, Chicago <laughs> at Green Do you think Bay, that maybe another... you guys will just send your bags to a different state so you have to forfeit the game? What if you just did that? That's a pretty good idea. I wonder if that could be arranged. Probably. Sherpa's going to have oh. to go now. He's got to contact a shipping company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to find out who ships the Giants' equipment. Of course, that's uh, <laughs> that game. They probably am tracking or bussing the stuff down, so it's going to have to include mm. either a, a hijacking a train or a bus, I think, to make that happen. But it would just be watch Die Hard a few times. She'll probably get the hang of it. It'd be all right. Just I need my Chase Young jersey in prison somewhere. <laughs> we'll make sure. Eleven War. You might be general um, manager of the team after that. It's genius. Could be. So yeah. next up, we've got Chicago at Green Bay. Um, Chicago showing signs of life the last couple of weeks. Passing game seems to be coming back. Uh, David Montgomery showing uh, why he was picked high in the draft. But uh, Green Bay has too much to play for. They're at home. They're just a better team. So I'm going to go with uh, Green Bay here, uh, 31-24. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers all have uh, big games. There you go. Um, I'm also going to pick Green Bay to win. This is no surprise to anybody ever. Um, But I'm actually picking a lower score. I've got Green Bay winning 24-19. Chicago is actually going to make a few kicks. Their defense is going to slow down Aaron Rodgers a little bit. The fact that their wide receivers can't get open to save their life uh, concerns me a bit, but not enough to actually pick them to lose the game. So 24-19 is what I'm going with. Okay, uh, Oakland hosting Jacksonville. Jacksonville has kind of come apart at the seams. I don't think it really matters too much whether they have Gardner and II or Nick Foles, who they're probably regretting having signed to a long-term uh, contract at this point. But anyway, I'm going to uh, say that Oakland, after having gone in the tank the last few weeks, uh, looks better this week. Josh Jacobs. Um, well, I'm personally hoping uh, that he's not back so that uh, I can start the Andre Washington <laughs> in my playoff game. But, uh, you know, just, that's just for selfish reasons. Realistically, I think Josh Jacobs probably starts and uh, Oakland wins this. I'll say Oakland 31, Jacksonville 24. 
I've got Oakland winning 31-21 uh, in a shocking turn of events. I am not picking Gardner Minshew II at all to win. Um, I think Oakland's offense is a little more functional right now. I think playing at home does help some. It's not the black hole, but still, um, I think Jacksonville shows up. I think there, there are certainly points to be had there because Oakland's defense isn't really slowing anybody down, but I think the, I think the Raiders will pull us out. Okay, next up we've got Cleveland, which seems to have gotten a little bit better the last few weeks, but still uh, headed for non-playoff uh, status. And I think uh, the nail in the coffin will be uh, Arizona um, winning a game in a slight upset at home. I'll say the Kyler Murray's 31 and the um, Baker Mayfield's uh, 28 in the battle of uh, former Oklahoma quarterbacks. There you go. There you go. I like that. Didn't think of it. Really enjoy it. But uh, I also am going to take Arizona to win by a field goal. Not only former Oklahoma quarterbacks, but the last two Heisman winners. Yeah. It's a pretty good quarterback matchup. It's a shame that their offenses aren't that good. I've got Arizona uh, Arizona winning 23-20. Okay. Barn burner. We're agreeing. Barn burner in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Next up, another uh, West Coast late game. We've got Minnesota traveling to the Chargers. Uh, Adam Thielen would be nice to get him back, but I think even without him, they still have enough. Uh, Kirk Cousins yeah. will do enough damage uh, with uh, Stefan Diggs and Kyle Rudolph and Dalvin Cook will run wild. And I think uh, Melvin Gordon could have a decent game, but I, I still think that uh, Philip Rivers has been woefully inconsistent this year and Minnesota wins this yeah. by a field goal is the, Chargers will probably find some new and creative way to lose. I'll go uh, Vikings 27, Chargers 24. I've got Minnesota winning 31-21. I think at least seven points are coming from the Minnesota defense. Phillip Rivers just looks he looks lost on a football field right now. I don't know what to make of that. This team should be so much better than it is. Anyway. Next up, we've, next up we've got uh, – San Francisco, and I don't know if you'll ever come around on Jimmy Garoppolo the way that I have on, on um, you, you Josh Allen, lame. but there's, there's always hope. Um, I think that uh, San Francisco's offense will continue to carry them this week. Uh, defense may be hurting, but uh, facing Atlanta's offense is just what the doctor ordered. I'll go with San Francisco to win this pretty easily. I'll say the uh, Santa Clara 49ers 31 and the uh, Atlanta Falcons 20. I I have not come around even an inch on Jimmy Garoppolo, but that's not going to stop me from upholding my promise to never pick the Falcons to win another game this season. Uh, San Francisco, despite the fact Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback, is going to win this football game 33-21. Okay. Um, I'm speechless. Not really, but I know we're running out of time here, so I'm just trying to get it in so that we can still have um, the DFS enlightenment. So Rams at Cowboys, uh, you know, just as a sadist, I'm going to pick the Rams. So I think Todd Gurley has a good game. Jared Goff uh, resurgence continues. Ezekiel Elliott has a big game, but uh, Dak Prescott does not, and the Rams win this 31-27. I'm actually going to pick the Cowboys to win this 27-23. Feels weird to do, but I think 
the Cowboys tend to thrive when they are their most dysfunctional, and you can't get a whole lot more dysfunctional than they are right now. I think that there's a chance for some redemption here, and the Cowboys are going to surprise a lot of people and actually win a football game. I'm sure there'll be What's some other only chaos one of those happening. Two teams is going to make the playoffs, happen. and it's probably not going to be the Rams. Which is terrible. Just terrible. But what are you going to do? Okay. And next up, we've got uh, Pittsburgh hosting Buffalo. You know, both of these teams might sneak in to the playoffs, but if they do, I don't think they're going very far. I'll take Pittsburgh because they're at home, and maybe James Conner will um, light a uh, spark on the offense. But I'll go with uh, Pittsburgh 27, Buffalo 24. All right. I'm taking Pittsburgh to win 23-21. I'm all in on Duck Hodges. Big, big fan. Um, yes, I've been drinking the Josh Allen Kool-Aid for a long time, and the Buffalo defense is very good, but I think Pittsburgh will find a way at home. If they were playing in Buffalo, I'd take the, the Bills, but they're in Pittsburgh, they're in prime time. The Steelers usually do that pretty well. Okay. And next up, we've got the last uh, game of the week, the Monday night game, New Orleans-Indianapolis. I think there will be a lot of offense here, but New Orleans will have more of it. Final score, uh, New Orleans and the Michael Thomas East 34, Indianapolis uh, 24. I've got New Orleans winning 30 to 24, so here we go. Uh, Drew Brees at home, I don't pick against him. I, I do love Jacoby Brissett and the Colts, but I think that that New Orleans offense is just going to overpower them a little bit. And just quickly, a couple of daily fantasy options for you this week. If you're looking for stacks, the Jaguars, the Panthers, and the Lions, all good options there. Good bang for your buck value-wise. At quarterback, Kyler Murray, Gardner Minshew, II, David Blau, and Kyle Allen are all good choices there. At running back, Raheem Mostert, Patrick Laird, and Deion Lewis. Wide receiver, Greg Ward, et al. in, in Philadelphia. As long as it's not Nelson Aguilar, go for it. It'll, it won't cost you a lot of money. Corey Davis, also a very good value pick there. Uh, tight end O.J. Howard, Mike Kosicki, and Tyler Higby, and defensively the Giants, Lions, uh, the Dolphins, and the Buccaneers. So thank you so much for hanging with us this week. Uh, good luck in your playoffs, unless of course you're playing us. We'll be back with you next Wednesday night at nine. Thanks so much, and have a great week, guys. <laughs>